Hello and welcome back to episode 24. Yes, actually we have done 24 episodes. I am your host Akshay and my very nice excessively nice co-host Sayan. So this time I didn't call you a sidekick. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So 24 episodes. 24th episode, the last of this year. Yeah, actually. And, I mean uh, and and after I guess a fair bit of it. Yeah, for the last couple of episodes we were actually pretty you know on time. Every fifteen for a, for a for every fourth night we were days. we were pushing out a episode right but I guess this time we got late by a couple of days yeah I mean it has almost been a month since the last episode went out I guess we both were very busy with our own yeah I'm I'm work. like sleep deprived right now <laughs> so if I say stupid shit please I apologize in advance yeah. But anyway, we I guess we are going to go on a break after this episode for at least a month. Maybe, End of maybe, the season, maybe yeah. Twenty twenty two. It's twenty twenty two already. Yes, yes. So I I think <laughs> I think believe. that's what we are going to mostly talk about on on this episode. The year gone by and what's going to come next. Right. Yeah. But before all of that, I want to talk about. I'm I'm sure you can guess. Yeah, I guess. See twenty, uh, the the last. Sorry, you didn't even try guessing what I'm gonna talk about. No, because everybody knows. Even even the people listening to it, they know. Okay. So a little bit of context, not context, but it, the thing is like, uh, the last, the final, Formula One race, the championship decider, is 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 the perfect representation of how twenty twenty one has been. Crazy chaos. Chaos. Chaotic. Right. <laughs> conflicting a, a lot, lot of people, people yelling lot of a people shitting their pants <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yep that's okay. what i said like people can guess right right so we, that, that's going to be one of the main topics we're going to talk about today a lot to talk I about i mean it. how can you not how can you not the past couple of races i mean this entire season i would say entire, and by the way we are talking about formula 1 if you have not managed to figure it out so far I, although I although formula 1 Oh yeah, you did. Like I said, <laughs> I'm, sleep, I'm sleep deprived. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. I I didn't sleep last night. I've been working straight. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to take some some personal time now. Okay. Uh, which is good because I've not ridden my motorcycle in what almost a month now, twenty seven, twenty eight days. Mm-hmm. Which is in a. Are you going to ride tomorrow? Tomorrow, uh, so my motorcycle, like one one of your motorcycles. Uh, one of our motorcycles has gone in for service. Right. Uh, the other one, yes, obviously, I'm going to take it out. Hmm. I'm not going to ride tomorrow I'm and for the next what 10 15 days I'm going out. Oh yes so uh, but but I, I sorry we'll we'll put a pin in that and we'll first talk about formula 1 then we'll talk about your plans. Yep, let's go. So did you I know you watched the last race yeah. in part. <laughs> no no I have watched the entire race. You were driving for part of it to come to my for, for like couple of couple of laps. <laughs> right. I was so flustered I was so irritated that I wanted to like like go sit somewhere where the person knows what's happening <laughs> sorry so i'm going to take a step back if uh, any of you folks missed the last race uh, just watch the highlights right uh, because i mean it pretty much covers it in fact i uh, i watched the race then i watched the recap of it the same night and then i watched the highlight of it next morning just for watching sergio perez defend the hell out of lewis hamilton <laughs> So the thing is if you are on Twitter and you haven't watched the race and you're trying to 
make sense of all the nonsense that's happening on yeah, why Twitter. people are yelling about about formula <laughs> 1 when hamilton <laughs> verstappen are chill when toto wolf and christian horner are chill but the people are losing their shit i don't think so they're chill but not no. as charged I'm, up as a lot of fans right, some right. of them we I, know I'm personally saying, like for for <laughs> them i mean even though it is a win or lose situation right for them it is still business as usual they understand this is part of the whole whole theater they are uh, right. members of and i'm pretty sure at the end of the day they they still occasionally share a drink or two right maybe yeah but but i just believe saying, that's, I'm that's saying, what I'm saying happens they're, they're not as polar rivals as uh, people believe them to be or, uh, or like what, people have what the netflix show portrays yeah so <laughs> okay first thing what are your thoughts on how the last race went down uh so Okay, I want to start with the whole scenario first. Okay. They they entered into the last race at level basically point, points. Yeah, neck and neck. Neck and neck. And we knew it's got to be Which by the way in the previous race a lot of people were blaming FIA for sort of uh, giving uh, Verstappen the penalties. Yeah, yeah. It was just as chaotic and full of what is it nonsense plus plus it it honestly i personally feel it is a pretty shitty track the saudi arabian absolutely track. absolutely because it is mad fast mad right. fast but like walls right there right i mean like it's like monaco but with twice the speed right absolutely and uh, abu dhabi the circuit has been altered yes so max verstappen has always not always at least for the last in the last season he was dominating on that circuit he only in the last season he was actually yeah. dominating on that circuit but but all the the slow points on the track were basically altered removed in yeah. the in the favor of not necessarily in the i mean like, it was not done to favor Mercedes, favor, but it it but worked out that way it worked out in that that way yeah so anyway so the qualifying was pretty interesting qualifying yes again sergio perez right i mean he he, he played the absolute but i mean the best one team mate you can have yeah, i mean right? you cannot do more than that for your team mate right and vestapen as we know that he, yeah, he with a with a good toe from sergio perez he actually qualified on qualified on top i mean he had to uh, start on soft because he uh, uh, sort of what uh, flat spotted his mediums right uh but that apart from that it was actually a brilliant qualifying yeah and again credit so the, to so sergio the, perez the start perez. the starting grid was pretty interesting verstappen on pole position hamilton right behind with softs with softs and hamilton right next to him and on mediums perez and bottas and i guess perez and bottas was fairly behind okay anyway but uh, on the race day very surprising that hamilton even with mediums he just you know took off there was a difference in the in the initial response time as well but there there the, were people uh, i and i guess sort of somebody got bogged said, down as well a I bit i guess somebody uh, in the commentator team in the on the italian broadcasting team uh, said that westrapen might have been sitting on the clutch for a little too long and he cooked the clutch okay he overheated the clutch okay. so that's why he was yeah, a bit because, slower because, uh, if if you uh, see the the sort of cockpit cams hmm. uh, his car sort of got bogged down a bit right. right after the launch and then it took off right as if like almost like when you're launching and then you launch at slightly lower rpm right it, something went wrong it and almost felt like that it was a disaster for westrapen that on the very first corner he was right behind hamilton right right but then then 
the shit happened right it was the second corner right i think yeah second when corner. when uh, hamilton actually cut like, a corner but was not i was expecting the drama to start a little later yeah but <laughs> honestly i was not i was not okay. i mean with what we have seen throughout the season no because see hamilton and uh, verstappen both had a lot to lose in that race exactly that's why, had... that's why i was not expecting any delays in the drama <laughs> okay i thought both would have been very cautious but very second uh the the corner they almost collided yeah and uh, fia in the most typical fashion th- th- i mean it's not typical i mean it it, it was uh, i would say an anomaly not FIA, like the, the, the race director race director. i mean it, it was Massimo. sort of an anomaly that there was no penalty no action on that right because verstappen kept the line he went around a corner lewis hamilton That's a I perfect mean, he, block he pass. Had, he had, yeah, exactly. That's a perfect had, block pass. Hamilton had two off. options: either he slows down and like yield the place, right, or he goes in the runoff area, right. But like he basically went into the runoff area, hmm. went diagonally through it, continued to be in the front, and gained a pretty good lead. Yeah. Although, although uh, Hamilton, I guess, gave back a little of it. Uh, I mean, it it worked out that way. Right. It okay. worked out that way because obviously he took the. worst line right uh but point is i mean I, and i know i know how it is fair by the rules okay yeah because it's pretty gray it's not either black or white the, the yeah, i mean i mean the rules are not that specific the problem is with that because right. like let's be honest it it says uh they you have to yield the advantage they gain right right now the thing is ke hamilton was in the front hmm. if suppose verstappen was in the front verstappen hmm. was in first and the same situation happened you, no if you look uh, very closely by the time they both turned hamilton uh, verstappen was already ahead yeah but again again that is splitting hairs no but then yeah, he already i mean like, i i, I agree with you that's how pass works i i agree with you i'm just saying that this is why but i think more than uh, the uh, the the race director i guess the track is to be blamed there yes the you need sandy grass just as good as the track no Yeah, it's just a bit more course. That's it. Right. You can have either speed arresters yes. or grass. Speed arresters or grass. Grass works best. Sand would basically ruin the race for the 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 the, the competitor. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> yeah, either you stay ahead or you or you yield. You don't want to go. go I guess off. speed arresters or grass would have done the job. Yeah, grass would have. Yeah, but it was pretty crazy. But then then the entire race was pretty un uneventful. Except for Checo's defense when yeah, when when Hamilton came out of the pits. Oh man, oh man. So so was... like I was telling you, I watched the highlights of the race. Okay. And in the highlights, it's basically the the start of the race. Hmm. Then the whole lap in which Checo held Hamilton up. Right. And then the ending of the race. I saw that as well. Like this, <laughs> this is literally the highlight because like typically you see some clipped shots from right, in right. the highlight, but in this case it was literally the entire stretch. Where Hamilton is approaching Checo, who right. is on older tires, worn out tires, who's on worn out tires, and Hamilton is coming out of the pits, even though on hard, but मतलब in a much faster car, and right. he's a faster driver, obviously. Right, right. And like brilliant defense by Checo, corner Mad by driving. corner. I mean, Mad driving. <laughs> it was almost like okay, now Hamilton is passed. Half a second later, you know he hasn't. Right. Another <laughs> corner, you know he hasn't. Crazy driving. Yeah. Even Hamilton uh, went on the radio and was like, "This is dangerous driving." Dangerous driving. I mean, that was bullshit. I'm pretty sure 
even if hamilton was would watch the same uh, race again right he would agree that it was not dangerous driving it was exactly what racing is supposed to be yeah, absolutely and uh, verstappen rightfully you know went on radio and thanked yeah yeah he said checo is a legend legend was <laughs> <laughs> crazy yeah but i mean uh, in qualifying in race i mean obviously this this advantage uh, checo gave him or rather the uh, the disadvantage that checo held him uh, undo hmm. uh, was obviously irrelevant in retrospect because right. because of the safety car and all right uh, but you still cannot dismiss how brilliant checo right. was like hindsight we can say it was yeah i mean it like it, it made some difference or not yeah. but at that time at that time it, and and screw all of that i'm saying even if it was not to, to give max an advantage or anything it was just beautiful absolute right. pure racing right which was an absolute joy to watch right right unless you're a die hard hamilton fan i guess even in that case i mean uh, i mean you have been griping about the uh, whole situation in, how it turned out but uh, in, in that in that case you you're not a racing fan you're just a hamilton, hamilton fan, fan boy yeah. because irrespective of where max was the the duel between those two drivers was that's why i watch racing basically yeah, it was if you if you take that out then there is nothing to watch yeah so it, anyway then that happened and uh, again the race was very uneventful till the virtual safety car right till the virtual safety Jee, car Jee, where Jee. where max pitted yeah. hamilton didn't so like we were discussing before uh, we started recording this uh, podcast so uh, the one in front is always at disadvantage in because, such a situation yeah because they have got everything to lose the, the, so it's always the person following who has an advantage respond he can the person or the team can respond properly right you know? right absolutely so red bull you know responded yeah i mean i'm i'm just saying uh, at that point obviously again so all, after all, the race a this... lot of uh, or race radio was you know published hmm. in which hamilton asked like why didn't you pit me right and uh, the mercedes pit crew said like we couldn't take that chance. and and again again it was a strategy call i mean in hindsight we can say that it didn't work out right because it let's be honest mercedes strategy team is not shitting about like ferrari right <laughs> absolutely they 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 know what they're doing on most days right. just that it was one of those days when it, it didn't, didn't work, work out, out because of the circumstances right right also if any of my friends who are hamilton fanboys are listening please stop spamming me with theories <laughs> on how the race would have been uh, hamiltons how the championship would have been hamiltons it is done please move on <laughs> they have moved on please stop spamming me <laughs> anyway so after that uh right at the end right. of the championship decider mr latifi decided to crash into the wall right uh, asking for a you know safety car who could have even there it cannot be scripted even scripted like you cannot i mean literally the race went till the last lap there is no way you you can like you cannot do enough to actually align something right, like this right and latifi's crash and if you remember the first thing uh, this guy toto wolf said on the radio with uh, the race director was like no 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 safety car please like what what are you expecting there are pieces <laughs> of carbon fiber scattered all around Car fiber, a car right middle in the middle. A car right track. in the middle of the track, plus all all pieces scattered. Car fiber, 
parts around what are you expecting if not a safety car i guess he he knew what's going to happen now maybe matlab there was no way of knowing because right. let's be honest it takes 4 5 laps to clear out the debris right. and remove a car i right. mean that's the least it takes right. the the only controversial choice actually there were two controversial choices we were anxious that if if the race would actually end uh, uh, under, under a safety, safety car. car yes because if, did the people the, the the marshals have enough time to clear it out right the right. debris around they they But, barely did and obviously they they moved into a gray area when they allowed the cars because obviously the the default is to let the cars that are lapped the lapped cars to pass the safety car and join the back and then on the, the next lap the safety car goes in right right uh, but obviously uh, in this case they made an exception right. and asked only the cars between hamilton and verstappen right uh, to go around and even though they not they even go around just go back they just go go out go ahead right overtake the safety car and then in the same lap itself because otherwise it is the next lap right in the same lap itself safety car went in right so i mean that is not how it is done right that is not how uh, we have seen this happening in the past uh but i mean obviously now we now okay even at that point we understood that it was simply because that the race doesn't end the championship decided doesn't right. end under the official explanation that came out from uh, the race director and uh, everybody was like all the teams have agreed to the point that in in all circumstances the race should end in as a in, race as a race not under safety car or anything and that's what happened right. but but the circumstances were such that they were handed they handed over, Westapen, yeah. handed over the entire championship to Verstappen on a on a plate right so but anyway uh, we know that hamilton got very unlucky in the in last this, in the last couple in, of minutes in this, this race, in, in the last stretch and of this race hamilton got but incredibly lucky but we can say that verstappen was incredibly unlucky throughout the season and despite the fact that he led the maximum number of laps max right. led the max number of laps right throughout the season right right uh it's actually almost half the total laps right. led bad luck has been following westrapen had been following westrapen throughout the season the only to come i feel was baku right yeah absolutely yeah. when he crashed into the, uh, the when the tire blew tire, out right, the, right. when lance stroll had a crash first and then this guy right right Yeah. I mean Hamilton also messed up in that race but it was his mistake right because he had his car in some other mode or right. something like that so throughout the season Verstappen was very unlucky but luck just came to you know favor him at the correct moment absolutely the correct way, moment Hamilton has been knighted officially uh, I so hope there know. was no safety car interrupting that <laughs> So now we have to call him Sir Lewis Hamilton, but I guess he deserves it, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, not I that think, I care about knighthood or any of those things. But yeah, but and uh, I mean, he he is still like this is obviously uh, the the equivalent of the uh, awards and medals we give in our country. Right. This is sort of the equivalent of that for for UK. Right. Uh, and I mean, it's great. It's it's great that uh, sportsmen and. I mean, I would also like to bring in the factor of uh, color as well here, right? Uh, because th- this is a big deal. This is a big deal, and in fact, if you remember when this was announced initially, uh, there were, uh, I would say, uh, speculations that he might also deny this, right? Because not a the lot kind of, of racism, people of people of color, uh, he faces in his own country the kind of racism right. he fa- 
like so yeah sorry your own country you mean monaco <laughs> no <laughs> okay just just clarifying yeah. by the way lando norris has also shifted his base to monaco okay um uh, leclerc is officially from leclerc is from there only right uh, baby i'm a rich man okay <laughs> uh anyway i think i think so, leno lose the number of championship lewis hamilton has or what but uh, i guess he right? is one of the best f1 yeah. drivers he, he's of the all one time. who who uh made alonso basically shit his pants right <laughs> when he came in right. so i mean again there is no questioning a lot of people have been, so uh, i don't know why i was following a lot of twitter banter or conversations but a lot of people have okay, been thankfully like, i've been away from that okay. because of the work and on instagram and all a lot of different social media channels or even facebook uh, like top gear or road and track uh, they shared their own opinions on this on Top this. Gear was pretty neutral it was not Top about what like these publications uh, wrote about it it's about the conversation in the the comment section right oh okay so what i'm saying is like a lot of people are like this is the worst f1 championship we have never seen something like this this is this the has, greatest greatest season. or not no, the greatest or not no, no, the, the, that we have watched right. i mean the last season this exciting i can remember is was 2012 this has been happening forever yeah and unless it's a cliffhanger it it's not good box office right so actually an interesting fact here uh, almost more actually more than half the seasons have been decided in the last race okay which is surprisingly higher than what i expected okay that is the kind of data i didn't have I was I, mean, I I didn't have I was just listening to some other podcast okay <laughs> where i i this found out then want. i dug it up Uh, uh, this, this is great lucky unlucky whatever it was but uh, i guess this is how it has always been i mean honestly uh, people have been griping about it like, we can't give a shit it. about who is the world champion we want good racing that's all uh, as as like uh, audience we we want right. things to be exciting like you if, you know if, for if a, a fact. championship like i am a motor gp fan right hmm. and uh, if we are not talking about the last two championships right Yeah, Mark Marquez has been dominating, making the seasons boring. Yeah, obviously. Right. So that's what I'm we saying. We want like crazy close racing. Even in the final race, while I was rooting for Max Verstappen to win throughout the season, you know this. I've been rooting for folk, uh, folks like Lando Norris and uh, Carlos Sainz and Checo Perez to do great. Right. Because again, we are not looking. for our favorites to win we are looking for great racing we are right. looking for good brilliant racing here a proper racing enthusiast like people who watch racing not who race they want close racing right yeah, i i have i might have favorites in motor gp or f1 or other races as well but i i also i do not hate somebody or like somebody without any reason or right exactly unnecessarily without logic i right. In fact on, the, on that topic I would also like to bring up Lance Stroll and Nikita Mazepin. Hmm. Mazepin. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the joking about is fine but the these two drivers also get a lot of hate unnecessary hate. Yeah. I mean let's be honest even though uh, they are using their family money Sorry, sorry to cut you in but imagine the kind of hate Latifi might be facing right now. Why? Because he Basically, oh, he, right. he, is, he is actually he is. <laughs> I'm surprised that right, 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 right. <laughs> Sorry, I, I mean I I was thinking in the other direction. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Uh, my my point is, 
ंग But have decided and picked Did on they, their sides. Yeah, they came into watching F1 championships with preconceived, very strong preconceived notions. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I, I showed you one one of my uh, ex colleagues who had basically <laughs> like literally two screens full <laughs> of messages, and I'm not sure why he was trying to defend Hamilton to me. I didn't even say anything. I didn't even <laughs> text him, and he sent me two pages. like two whole screens of phone full of messages attacking verstappen and favoring hamilton and why the race was robbed from him i mean how is verstappen to be blamed like let's let's how did red bull even rob it from mercedes right but that's what i'm saying like uh, remove the race director from the equation i'm right. just saying what did verstappen or red bull do wrong in the entire race right absolutely nothing they they did fucking brilliant strategy it calls. is just, it is just luck sided was on their side huh. but i'm i'm just saying there is no reason to hate westappen and there is no hate, reason to hate lewis hamilton as well from the other side no i'm just saying there is, there, is, there is reason to hate michael masi <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just saying because things worked out in westappen's way that doesn't mean westappen did anything wrong no. i mean It, it it is how things worked out, but why are you attacking? How did Red Bull or Verstappen rob it? Right, and there is a lot at stakes, and you can't expect Christian Horner or even Toto Wolff to sit there and not, you know, uh, shout on Michael Massey on things. On right, obviously. See again, this is racing. You you'll try to gain every, every advantage you can. Absolutely. Remember the pit stop thing that uh, Mercedes uh, uh, sort of tried to drive in. Right. Uh, that like the pit stops are getting dangerously fast. <laughs> I mean, again, again, again. As as crappy as you may find it, it's fine. Right. If you can get away with something, like uh, I'm I'm gonna move outside of Formula One. Uh, even in business space you, you 
like you often hire people because they bring in some sort of unfair advantage right like okay this guy has worked with x company in the past so he may no x y and z kind of people right. which is why this guy gives me a guy or a woman i mean this person gives me uh, an unfair advantage right that's how it works you try to gain every advantage as long as you're not as long as you're playing playing fair it's absolutely nonsense to believe that you know they will not complain shout yeah they'll try to gain every try, point try, every you know, advantage you know playing all the tricks in the in the book right i mean even in the previous race we saw hamilton was trying to uh, uh, sort of go slow behind uh, verstappen right. verstappen so, was trying to you know be smart and slow down the car as as much as possible to let hamilton pass right before the drs zone no i'm not talking about that actually okay. i'm talking about the safety car time oh, okay okay yeah so hamilton had built up a lot of gap Hmm. Uh, not safety car i think uh, formation lap mm-hmm. in the formation lap so yeah yeah, yeah yeah i remember that hamilton was taking too much of a liberty anyway i think we have spoken a lot <laughs> about yeah. formula 1 and let's bring by, this topic by, to by this by this point <laughs> non f1 fans are starting to drop off which is something we don't want <laughs> so what do you want to move on to next uh rather than talking about the news which we will i guess let's let's reflect on what we have said over the past one year okay uh, the trends Makes sense. and uh, what we have got right and wrong and let's talk about what's going to happen in the okay. next year okay i'm going to uh, sort of pat myself on the back here okay why you okay let's let's first hear it out yeah i mean uh, i'm not going to pat your back that, that's not what friends do uh <laughs> I spoke extensively about how electric two wheelers make a lot of sense that will be the thing for India. How was it just you? No, I'm I'm not denying your <laughs> contribution in it. Oh, you're just going to pack your own bag. Yes. What you generally do all the time. Yes. <laughs> okay. Again, I'm not dismissing your your part in it, but uh anyway. <laughs> Uh, i think we started off this year talking extensively about that we spoke about this a lot on shitload of episodes right uh, and now we are seeing it major two wheeler players hmm. entering in the electric two wheeler space right plus upstarts i mean you can't call ola upstart but a lot of players getting big right uh, so we were right on that one and there are a lot of companies we haven't even heard about like there are a lot of companies with yeah, yeah, working course. on yeah yeah this this the number was already in high two digits right. which are like small two well, digits slow digits speed. i don't even know like i have a couple of designer friends who are working with companies who are designing electric motorcycles scooters and i have not even heard their name right uh, i mean I, i i actually recently came across uh, uh, electric two wheeler motorcycle uh, electric motorcycle company uh, based out of delhi as well and the name is i don't remember but i'm i'm going to ping them I'll, i'll see if we can get someone from uh, so uh, sorry uh, i think while we are looking back let's also uh, set our goals for the next year hmm. we'll finally get some guests are <laughs> <laughs> we going to talk about it later yeah uh, we have said this I guess countless times. Yeah, just that we are too lazy to align with other people's time. And let's and, let's, and caught up with our our day jobs as well. Like to be fair. But let's let's keep it for season three. Wait, are we doing seasons now? 
we always did i guess we started this whole year by calling it season 2 and that that was you not even me so i said that as a joke because uh, we were planning to do better this year and more, we did we, 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 did, did, we did we did uh, <laughs> i mean we we did an average of over the past 2 years since we started this podcast we we actually did an average of one episode yeah uh, per what? month which is i mean we targeted two episodes per month but one episode per month is actually a top score for us what started out as a joke has now still remained as a joke <laughs> but but <laughs> it's much more it, elaborate now <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a much more elaborate joke plus people are actually uh, finding it interesting so that's that's fucking brilliant yeah yeah uh so yeah uh, so what, next year i guess next season we will bring in more guests right uh the other more prediction guests, i like guess guess <laughs> not more the the other prediction we made was more companies moving in the direction of subscriptions for features right uh now that trend is trickling down into motorcycling as well right. not just cars i mean this this started off with uh, tesla and all doing it then bmw yeah. and others now it's even being seen in ktm and others right so again we were not wrong there more more tech uh, features seep into automotive sector industry we we will see this right this whole trend picking right. up uh okay another forecast uh, we made was uh, the conventional companies would not keep their ev businesses under the same name will try to spin their spin them off as a separate company right. raise external capital even though they have the money right i i don't remember the episode uh, we started talking about uh, on this on this topic but i guess yeah, we, yeah. we've been talking about it a fair bit right. across multiple episodes i guess uh, the latest news is from hale hali the umbrella uh, live wire live wire they they spun off the company yeah uh, a couple of months back in june july i don't even remember the 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 month right but basically the motorcycle live wire is still the same right uh they have just spun off the company same or similar yeah it is similar uh they just now are known as live wire 1 One the motorcycle is known as Livewire. Livewire. The company is Livewire. The company. Uh, the logo. It doesn't have a Harley logo as such. Right. And now they are looking to you know raise capital. Uh, are they also gonna go public via the reverse merger, special obviously, purpose acquisition obviously, company obviously. route? That that's what every other company is doing. Right. So I guess they are trying to raise about five hundred million dollars yeah. through this whole. Uh, You know, exercise, process, exercise, right. yeah. and it's going to be valued at one point five billion dollars. I mean, this this is exactly what we spoke about. Uh, that even the mainstream companies that have the capital right. are actually going this route because it it works brilliantly for them. Yeah. Uh, not only we've already talked about Tata, we have talked about Mahindra, we have talked about uh, Bajaj, Bajaj, we have talked about Hero, TVS. TVS, yeah, T- but TVS is we're still just, just we're not sure, but yeah, TVS. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Yeah, Volvo. Remember well. that, right? Right. So, because so because many. this uh, the parent company can continue to do what it does, but still have a significant holding in the new company, which is like EV right. only, forward looking, which is gonna attract ridiculous valuation in the private markets right, right. initially, which will also help the parent company. Yes. Something like what we saw, and we were discussing this earlier, what we saw with uh, Yahoo and Alibaba. Right. and if things go wrong it doesn't directly affect the yeah. the brand image of the parent company no so have you noticed this is uh, i would say a significant departure from the the sort of conglomerate approach that we saw a couple of decades back yeah 
like earlier brands used to put everything under one stock market ticker right uh so that they can dampen the fluctuations yeah right now these uh, these guys are swinging for the fences yeah they they they're just trying to you know cash in the whole hype ev hype yeah plus get two companies to crazy market caps right. in the process yeah uh so that's that and by the way since we are talking uh, about evs and electric two wheelers ola is actually finally starting deliveries that just came as a surprise to me although not a, a, a proper surprise but i don't even know how they're going to deliver so uh, i am not sure still sure about their uh, manufacturing process and manufacturing but uh, anything so the 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 ola electric founder bhavish has been posting videos and all uh of scooters getting prepared to be packed and like loaded into trucks and being delivered right. plus two people i personally know have been invited to attend their event uh one in uh bangalore one in uh, bombay similar is the case with some of my friends as well right so uh, a bit of a what ola experience right ride the scooter and just check out what how it is it is similar to what our friends in the automotive journalism sector no no but the, this is the delivery of their scooters oh okay yeah so the, the like my friend in bengaluru he uh, has been communicated uh, to make the final payment first okay uh, which details out whatever payment he has made already and all of that and that on a on a particular date i don't remember the date hmm. they'll send a cab cab to pick him up and take him to a event where they are doing sort of ceremony of handing off the initial batch of scooters right. now this is all great news and honestly i'm glad i was proven wrong hmm. i mean they obviously yes. they only delayed it twice <laughs> okay i mean like let's be honest even if they are delivering this year yes uh, <laughs> it is still way too fast for a company to go from like setting up a factory to actually right. delivering scooters but but i'll be interested in the number of scooters they deliver a. more importantly more importantly mm. if they continue doing that yeah, yeah because and i really hope that is not the case mm. uh but I, i just hope this is not like they they deliver an initial 1000 or 2000 scooters right. and then go in a limbo for the next 6 7 months mm. right and i i hope this is not just a pr act to shut off the critics absolutely because if that is the case it is pretty terrible mm. but yeah let's see i'll i'll here I'll, i'll follow up with these friends on mm. how their delivery experience went and how I they i want to see if they're like their entire production line and things have been sorted about more importantly if the scooters that have been delivered suffer from the same issues that some of our right. uh, auto journalist friends right, right, right. communicated like the the throttle doesn't shut off on rolling off the throttle right right and the moment you touch the brake lever the power goes off completely uh, <laughs> i mean that's sketchy shit Absolutely. and and you you obviously you ride motorcycles i ride motor ride motorcycles extensively uh, there are times when you're using brake and still on the throttle you don't just go off the throttle binarily yeah. and and anyway but uh, some good news i would say some good news uh, also uh, it has been a while obviously because we didn't uh, do a podcast for almost a month uh, but ola apparently announced that they are going to do a, a cheaper version of the scooter as well i guess that news is out a cup almost like, a month back right, almost a month right. back but then we are recording a podcast after more than a month okay not more than a month 
Oh, I guess. Yes. Yeah, the the last episode it, went, it went live on twenty third. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we recorded seventeen, fifteen, sixteen, probably. Right, so it's been a month. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that's that. Uh, also, one more update uh, from Ola. No, not from uh. Ola. Uh, one more update from me. Me as in the company or you? No, me, me. Okay. Me, me. I actually placed a deposit for this Bounce Infinity. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> and no, that's all. I mean, okay. they are they are targeting past twenty. Are you bouncing? I mean, <laughs> if if they deliver in time, fine. Uh, if they don't, how much did you pay? Five hundred bucks. Oh, that's, that's yeah. Right. That's that's minimal. I mean, I tried to do that for Ola as well, just yeah, that yeah, they yeah. would not take my money even after we three have guys. talked about it extensively. Extensively, so. yes. Yeah. Uh, these guys were extensively nice, uh, excessively nice to. Plus, plus, actually, they are offering custom paint jobs for a certain set of users. Okay. So, if I choose to take delivery, I'm gonna do that. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna pull some strings here and get that. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, it is obviously that the specs don't match what Ola and Ather offer. Right. But you know what I'm looking for. Uh, what what I'm looking for in a scooter. Yeah. Uh, which is basically in my like back at my home. Right. For basic commuting usage for like grocery runs. Right. For that, it is good enough. A top speed of seventy is good enough for that. Sixty-five. Need more than that. In a scooter, it feels sketchy after that. Honestly. Uh, Back in my hometown, you don't need more than forty kilometer per hour. You can't even go beyond that. You can't. You can't go past thirty. <laughs> so uh, last time I visited, a friend of mine showed up with a with a scooter. Typically, he takes a car, but this was uh, I think around Diwali. Okay. Uh, jam packed so, road. Yeah, jam packed road. So he showed up on a hero uh, scooter. Hmm. And I realized the entire time I did not cross thirty. <laughs> like for almost eight nine kilometers, I did not uh, cross thirty. Yeah. The scooters are sketchy as shit when you've got a passenger. Right. I mean, motorcycles are too, but matlab, scooters are even scooters, worse with their yeah. tiny twelve thirteen inch wheels. Right. So yeah, let's see what Bounce Infinity is gonna be like, and they they are saying they'll start deliveries in March. Obviously, I'm not expecting March deliveries in my hometown. Okay. Uh, but they are sort of. trying to go about it the similar way ola did right which i mean as long as they can deliver mm. i mean again if ola delivers i'm going to shut up and stop ranting about them not just deliver but you know be be when i say deliver i mean a product that works properly works properly and their entire supply chain is sorted out things like that right not right. just one batch of what 1000 scooters and that's about it By the way, you know, uh, Kawasaki is coming out with electric motorcycles. Okay, so we are on to news now. We are sort of like hoping, like, hoping about. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about a little, little about motorcycles now. Kawasaki, three what electric motorcycles by next year, twenty twenty two. Next year, like the next year is right here. Yeah. Yeah. So that interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Kawasaki. Like, I didn't I even read about like Kawasaki is working on electric motorcycles. Did I? I? I think we spoke about them working on hydrogen. Hydrogen. Yeah. Earlier be. and one electric as well earlier, okay. Okay. and one hybrid as well. Hybrid. Yeah. That uh, Ninja three hundred or four hundred. Three hundred, four hundred, something. Something like that. Yes, yes, like yes, that. Yes, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, uh, I'll be honest. It is surprising to see the Japanese being uh, sort of the the forerunners. If they actually deliver, why not? 
Off road motorcycle will have very different characteristics right. as far as the engine goes. I'm, yeah, I don't even, I'm not even talking about the suspension system and everything. Right. But and in, in this case, this is just software. Right. Just, just a motor and a battery, and you can just tune it in whichever way you want. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, interesting times. In fact, uh, you know, uh, this uh, there is a Dakar truck running with hydrogen power. This, uh, this, this next I Dakar. I read about it. So. Dakar is basically trying to go into the into what introducing sustainable uh, racing right so i didn't know that 2022 is going to be the year when yeah i mean this is surprisingly close and, and the company uh, i'm not gossin or something like that so pretty bad at pronunciations but yeah I, i don't even know if we are pronouncing it right they fuck up our name so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> so i'm pretty sure your name is is familiar to a lot of people because of lamborghini now I don't know, but my surname is pretty bad. <laughs> right, the last yeah. Name, they, they fucked up. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. So anyway, yeah, it's going to be. To be fair, it took me, even me, uh, a oh, fair yeah. bit of time to figure out For your five, name. Five, five years, you kept, you know, pronouncing my first name pretty badly. Yeah, pretty horribly. <laughs> uh, I apologize for that, but again, I don't give a shit. Anyway, so Dakar. Yeah, so this. Truck. Gossin, so obviously this is not gonna be one of those uh, hydrogen combustion engines. This is gonna be hydrogen fuel cell ish type. Yeah. So we already saw Toyota. I guess Toyota was the company which uh, Toyota did endurance races with hydrogen the, combustion, combustion engine, and this is fuel which, cell. which was Yaris. This was this is fuel cell. So this is basically an electric truck right. with fuel cell uh, fuel, with fuel cell. cell powering the motors. Right. And uh, from what I remember, mm-hmm. it. the truck uh, is obviously there are speed limitations on the trucks right uh, i think 85 87 type miles per hour okay uh, and has a range of about 150 miles okay which i think in the in the stage would require just one fuel stop okay right no, it could Because be more it could be more no the the stage stage right the stages are like stages are sometimes 100 kilometers right so you're talking about 150 no 150 miles miles okay 150 miles so that's going to be what 160 200 200 something kilometers you might require to stop right right uh, but anyway the but refu- even the company said it's going to be a pr ref- exercise basically they're yeah, showing and, off and their the product refu- refuel time is for- yeah but i mean even if you're showing off the product if it does well it's great right obviously yeah. and and the refuel time is 20 minutes they say Mm-hmm. which is not too bad right not too bad uh, i mean I, i hope they finish i hope we hear more about this right and it's uh, been designed by pinferina pinferina yes uh, so and i i say for those not familiar with dakar i say i hope they finish because even finishing in dakar is a is a pretty it's big a deal it's a big thing it's right. a big deal i mean less than half of the the people who start 
uh, actually managed to finish. Although with more trucks, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, still, I'm just talking still, the overall numbers. Right. Uh, I mean, it is it is a big deal in like sand. So yeah, this this is something to look forward to the next month. Yeah, but like I said, we were about to talk about more about motorcycles. We jumped on to Dakar a truck. Okay. Let's talk more about motorcycles. Let's first talk about Ducati Desert X. Did you have a look at it? So uh, did because we are talking about Dakar, I brought this up. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, absolutely brilliant time to bring bring it up. Uh, but uh, before that, did you? No, I'm going to talk about that later. Even before you start, I'm. I I think I know what you're trying to say. Are you talking about the Italy, the rules? Uh no, I okay. was gonna arrive there. I'm I'm actually talking about the Husqvarna Northern 901. Ah, so so the, the Ducati sort of reminded me of that. I know, I know, it is not that. Not really. No, it's not really that. It is sort of a throwback to the older rally bikes. Yeah. That Ducati is, and it looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it looks clean, simple, nice. Yeah, but it, not look, the kind it looks of very, it looks very unlike Ducati-ish because of the adventure bikes we have seen from Ducati so far. They are sort of Angry Bird kind of. And every other ADV bike is very complicated. It looks very complicated, no? Looks, uh, yeah. Most talk of about GS, GS Tiger, talk about Tiger, Tiger. All of them look very complicated. We are going to talk about Tiger. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so they all look very complicated. Very this looks clean. This looks simple. Yeah, it might remind you of the original Africa twin. Right. Yes, exactly. This yeah. this this actually looks very much like which was six fifty six sixty, right? Right. The original Africa yeah. twin. Yeah. So it's, so it is a base. It's basically a throwback to the Dakar rally bikes from. And it looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and the chassis is completely new, but uh, the engine is from. The, the monsters and everything. I, I didn't read the specs honestly. I I mean I think I'm I'm at that point in my life where I don't give a shit about spec sheet until I'm. Like, anyway, but I do. No, so, I mean obviously you check the spec sheet, but you're just sort of. I mean we are sort of becoming indifferent about yeah. it. Anyway, it's gonna be nice because yeah. uh, the complicated design of most of the ATVs at, at times it is kind of. It's, you know, it's, it's rather it's, a binary preference. Yeah, it, it's a. I want something simple and it just looks nice. You like like Tenere? Tenere is a completely different animal. No, no, I'm just saying it. It it also it is, is simple, pretty clean and simple. This is not going to be as uh, capable capable as, but it's still Good more cap- capable than any other off road motorcycle uh, on Ducati's lineup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they don't really it's have lighter, a lot to begin with. No, the the Enduro is nice. Which one? The uh, multi starter Enduro is nice. Multi-strider Enduro is nice, but See, that is, is again it is, very heavy. But it is like, very capable. It, it's sort of a GS competitor. That that I know, but it's Enduro. still very. Yeah. This uh, desert sled is actually pretty tempting. You're talking about the the, uh, the scrambler. Scrambler. Nah, it's still not as good. Like like the new Triumph. No, nah, nah, obviously it is not I, really I, as good. I'm just talking like looks if I had and a choice, No, if I had a choice, I would have pick up, picked up the Triumph 1200 XC, Scrambler. Scrambler, yes. XE or XC, any of those. A, uh, yeah, XE is like top tier. Yeah, XE is road biased. XE is your your uh, off-road road right. right. I would have picked up that motorcycle. But anyway, this, this looks pretty nice. I think uh, in 2019 in Aikma they showcased this motorcycle as a concept and uh, it looks pretty close. It looks absolutely the same. Yeah. So I'm nice. Like it's it's good. But again, like one because we are talking on this topic, 
just before recording this podcast we got this news that Italy has <laughs> banned riding banned off-roading off-roading basically not banned uh, but they have banned any kind of vehicular traffic on roads that are narrower than narrower than 2.5 meters 2.5 okay yeah so basically any off road trails any forest trails anything like that you can't ride on it how stupid is that no right a country where you know you have got a lot of good trails and a country where you have companies like benelli all the benelli is chinese benelli, no? but, but still anything for example i'm i'm going to talk about ducati i'm going to talk about mv agusta i'm going to talk about mv agusta doesn't make like no no that, that's okay i'm just talking about the italian brands no i'm talking about i'm, like, I'm just saying they, they have history they have history of uh, sort of benelli still has some kind of off road motorcycles right on their benelli trk yeah. 502 anyway so let's just talk about ducati right right here we are talking about desert x and desert sled desert sled yes and uh, all of a sudden like i mean honestly sled. people even take the basic scramblers off road and now you can't ride <laughs> how stupid is that yeah anyway were you planning to move to italy no great but yeah. i have a lot of friends in italy and they ride huskavanas and things like that ah, i'm going to go back sad, home sad and you know try to rub some salt on their wounds <laughs> <laughs> i i think it would be better if you if you do that uh, along with a photo somewhere in the trails okay I mean if you're going to do it do it right here okay yeah please don't do a half ass job no no i'm going to keep sending you stories of me doing uh, like off road stuff yeah in trails yeah <laughs> so that that's exactly what i'm saying now if you're going to do it just don't send a message do ah, like I'm do it right continue doing it till the next year yeah absolutely <laughs> that is the way to go so, so again uh, octane 101 a, a podcast where two friends discuss ideas on how to piss off their friends <laughs> Okay, another ADV. So it's it has been raining ADV motorcycles. Right? It we, is. We, it we, is. We talked about Norden 901 as well. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the new Tiger 1200 range. Okay. Uh, I mean, do you have something the, else on your mind? No, no. I'm I'm just saying that the Tiger 1200 range never particularly excited me, but oh. I think that is only because the the that whole segment feels like overkill to me. Like the G- to me as well. The GS twelve hundred, twelve fifties, the the multi strata twelve hundred. It's like they feel sort so of. We overkill. have never been into overland expedition trips, right? Yeah. So for Probably us, motorcycles like uh, GS, uh, the, the 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 full size GS twelve fifty, the twelve sixty enduro motorcycles like these never excited us. Right. Although we have ridden all these motorcycles, some of them. I have not ridden the Tiger twelve hundred, the older one. I've ridden that older one. I haven't. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but. But this this looks nice, slimmer, twenty five kgs lighter overall. Yeah, twenty five kgs in a motorcycle is right. crazy. And in an ADV where you actually want to, you know, decrease weight. Yes, and I mean, it, like, let's be honest. Even the previous one was not particularly heavy, or at least it was. I, I mean, I don't know the numbers. It didn't feel heavy. Okay. It didn't feel heavy. Like we have ridden the Tiger eight hundred as well. It didn't feel much heavier than that. Right. and they've managed to remove 25 kgs out of right. it also another point which caught my attention was the swing arm like swing arm. it it feels like a work of art right and it is lighter than the swing arm from the previous generation yeah, by about a kg a kilo, like right that's actually about a fair bit for swing arm pounds 
that's actually pretty yeah, decent for a swing arm yeah. and and uh, i mean I, i'm i'm sorry I'm smaller capacity engine makes more power looks beautiful it is slimmer right so now the tiger 1200 was always tall for right. someone like you you might not have a problem <laughs> but people who are like 5655 I mean I think I think I I can comfortably say they are some of the motorcycles I I feel right at home on <laughs> but anyway so now they say the seat height is still pretty high yeah but it is 850 mm or so 850 for 850, the GT model right 850 yeah. starting at 850 yeah, yeah and it goes up to 870 890, or 890 something like yeah. that for the uh, explorer no explorer, not the explorer really whatever rally yeah the basically Explor- the off road bias yeah, yeah. Explorer is another version yeah. which is available in both the range. Both, both obviously have adjustable seats, I think, with about 2 cm of... 20 mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah 2 cm like of play. But anyway, the slimmer seat is actually good. Yeah, it's And it looks seat. nice. I mean, the headlight design is really pretty. With the DRL, the single... Right, right. Looks and by the way, sorry. Uh, so the the slimmer seat actually makes so much of a difference. Like it uh, does. It absolutely uh, does. I, I think only on the last episode we were talking about uh, riding the the uh, KTM EXCFs, right? Right. Uh, so that's fairly tall motorcycle. Right. But just because it is so slim, right, you barely feel the size of it. I mean, honestly, I was feeling I was too cramped on it. There were people who were like five three, five four, and they were comfortably. And, right. Uh, I, I didn't see anybody struggling with the height. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, uh, and yet people struggle with uh, the expulse with flat seat. Even stock expulse with flat seat, a lot of people struggle with right, that. Right, right. Uh, that's simply because of how fat the motorcycle is. Right. So. But anyway, I, uh, I, I'm not one of those people who will ever think about buying a 1200. No, but neither, I am more excited about trying the motorcycle once, once it comes to India. Plus, honestly, chain maintenance feels like a chore to me. <laughs> so, I, I I like the idea of shaft, shaft drive. drive. Yeah. But they have their own set of problems. But anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they still don't do, don't have as much issues and don't require as much maintenance. Obviously, when they, when they when die, they, they, yeah, they yeah. It's, you, it's you shit your pants. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't fix it. <laughs> yeah, you cannot fix it. But they... they Last yeah, forever. Like I've heard some really no, horror, no, I, horror stories with BMW motorcycles. Same, same, same here. <laughs> uh, even with uh, the VFR of uh, an acquaintance. Right. But I mean, they, they still, they they typically last as long as someone is not getting bored with a motorcycle. Right. So any other motorcycle news we have to talk about? Uh, a tiny one. BSA is coming back. Yeah. It's It's... So, uh, again, they showcase... Mixed the... feelings. How so? Like, why mixed feelings? Uh, okay, so BSA is coming back, yes. Hmm. The motorcycle seems pretty ordinary, though. Uh, why ordinary? Single cylinder, 650. But plus, more importantly, it is, again, classic legends. Right. Uh, Mahindra. Right. Which is why the mixed feelings. So, BSA is anyway dead. Okay. Yeah. So, the uh, whole motorcycle was designed, engineered in UK. Then... Right, this is obviously not going to be an India product. Yeah, they might bring it to India. They will. I seriously doubt. I, I don't know. Let's say. Because 650 single, they, they can't price it below the, the infields and all. And they cannot compete with the Triumphs. Yeah. I, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, the bigger issue here is uh, people do not have that affinity for that brand, right? People do not know or, or even recall, yeah. Recall, right? Anything, anything. Mm-hmm. So it would be a difficult job for them to sell it here right. in India. But anyway, the engine was designed in Austria. 
Right. It was designed in UK and engineered. So it's very little has been done in India. Yeah, yeah, of course. That, that's why I said... I, it looks pretty nice. It looks it, nice, yes. Yeah, so it looks pretty similar to the old Gold Star. Actually, yes. Uh, the only thing is uh, the, the, the radiator sticks out from the design. But oh, you have to be... Not as much. It does, it does. But anyway, other things... Uh, and on paper, specs... It is very comparable to the 650, your GT Prince, and yes. twins. The only thing is it's a six cylinder, uh, sorry, single, single cylinder, cylinder <laughs> and that's a tw- twin. Right. So I don't know how different it's going to feel. Right. But uh, I think uh, Classic Legends did a decent job there. They they do a decent job. I, I don't know about the, the pricing. They do. So it's going to be built in UK. Right. At least uh, that's what I know. Mm. The initial... If it's going to be built in India or not, I don't know. Right. But no, I, I I don't think so. Okay. It's going to be made, made somewhere in the Midlands. Uh, pricing, I don't know. But it looks pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. It looks pretty nice. Uh, I hope they do well. Yeah, I mean, uh, like more motorcycles out I in the world. I was very disappointed. Okay, so this thing happened. This was something happened after we recorded <laughs> the last post- podcast. Right. So, I we both were bashing... ESD. ESD. Uh, for being a Himalayan lookalike. Yeah. And then a lot of other started things, going around. A lot of other things as well. Yeah. And the next very day, I got a call from them. Not because of the podcast thing. <laughs> but they actually wanted me uh, visit to their their factory. Can we? Can they just send a uh, motorcycle or two instead and we try them out? That we can do any time. But it would be good, good to meet Anand Mahindra, Boman Irani and Anupam Thareja. So uh, I I actually want to be very open to them and bash the motorcycle in front of their faces as well <laughs> and ruin the relationship. <laughs> like so, so you're gonna go with flamethrowers to a to a knife fight? I, I don't know. Let's see. But it's gonna be interesting if it happens. It would happen in February. Okay. So the update will come in February if that. Right. I that think I, I think around that time they are they are planning they to launch the motorcycle. Right, so okay. Makes makes so sense. I'll give an update in February if if this thing happened or not. Right. So you'll you'll. Or I get blacklisted from their their. PR list. PR list. <laughs> right. Uh, so the last bit of motorcycle news I want to talk about uh, is the the Moto Guzzi V hundred. No clue. Okay. You no, know what? I, I didn't read about it. Right. The that, that's, that's fine. You know Moto Guzzi. You yeah, know yeah, the yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. motorcycles they make. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the their latest model comes with active aero. Huh? Exactly. So first thing, <laughs> first thing, I active aero. Why? And second thing, active aero on Moto Guzzi. Why? <laughs> Moto Guzzi, right? I mean, I would expect that on a Honda or a Ducati or a Yamaha. A motorcycle in which the, the cylinders... Jut out of the chassis. right, and and, and, <laughs> sort of, and and it wiggles about when you rev. Right. Uh, I mean, like this is this is like Harley doing this. Even Harley, it makes sense, right? Now Harley is trying to modernize the motorcycle. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, the aero comes into play at like high speeds. So what, did they give out any information on it? Like they, 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 they did, but I honestly arrow. lost interest. Uh, like it was basically just some moving wing, not exactly winglets, but some moving parts in in the okay. front, which adjust with speed. But so is it going to be the other way around? The the wings actually working like a plane and making the motorcycle lighter. The front end lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I really 
I really failed to see the point of starting like trying this out on a Moto Guzzi first, and they've got other uh, like. A company like Ducati or anything else, I would have like yes, still yes, exactly. Ducati had some information, like more interested on it. Plus, yeah. more importantly, th- there would have been a notable difference right. for the riders, maybe. Uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, we can say with certain surety in, in like sports bike 600 or 1000 yeah. cc segment, it, it would have been notable. Any aero advantage would have been notable. Yeah. But, I mean, on, on in like... In the case of uh, Panigale, the winglets make a lot of difference. Right, right. So that's exactly what I'm saying. Because like aero makes a notable difference at speed. Right. <laughs> Moto Guzzi doesn't make motorcycles for speed. It, it makes... And, and even you know a couple of uh, acquaintances of yeah, friends yeah, who I have Moto Guzzi. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, they're not performance people. Yeah. In India and in Italy as well. Yeah, they're not performance people. They're like, uh, go out on a Sunday, Sunday right? go yeah. out on a Sunday, park it in front of a nice Kayani bakery kind of uh, place <laughs> and have a nice omelette and go back home. Right. These are those kind of people. So I'm not sure what they can do with the Active Aero. Okay, anyway, let's move on. Okay, moving on to what? Hey, let's stick to EV. Yeah. So first I want to talk about... A stupid, and I'm going to call it stupid, trend I'm seeing in my circles as well. Hmm. Like people are ditching their perfectly fine, perfectly good cars Hmm. because they want to go down the EV way. Right. Which would have been fine had they been using their cars. Right. But the problem is people get too caught up in... Uh, I would say the PR floods and right. the the sort of social market trend. trends, the social, the trend. social trends right. that they fail to account for the fact that manufacturing a car has like far reaching ripples that take years to undo. Right. So, you know, there was a research recently that indicated, uh, and I think this was a study by Volvo. Okay. Uh, which indicated that manufacturing a comparable EV has about 70% more emissions. Interesting. Than a conventional... More so because a company like Volvo came out with this research. Because Volvo is, we know that how... They're pushing in right. the other direction. Right. Into EV space, right? Right. It's right. not one of those companies like the Japanese companies like who have been... Toyota. <laughs> We are going to come into Toyota as well, but anyway. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But uh, trying to resist change. Right, exactly. They are embracing that change. They are actually, I would say, leading. One of the leaders. Right, like the leading in the front. Right, right. Leading from the front. But, I mean, I mean, like, again, ignore all the other aspects. I'm not even going into the, the depth of mining and all of that stuff right. and where, what material comes from and how much it travels around the world. Right. I'm just saying a corresponding EV is significantly heavier than the the petrol powered counterpart. True. That extra material is going to come from somewhere. That extra material is going to be processed and there is going to be an associated carbon footprint. Right. I mean, I'm not even going into the specifics. It is as simple as that. Right. Uh, A motorcycle of weighing 100 kgs is going to require less than a motorcycle weighing 150 kgs. Right. Right. As simple as that. So... I mean, I don't find it hard believing this number Volvo has put out. Right. Uh, 
uh, and I'm sure they, they they obviously have data and research to back it. Right. Uh, but I'm just saying it, it doesn't even come across as surprising to me. But right. what comes as surprising is people who barely drive or people who drive like on weekends and stuff. Hmm. They are actually considering or in some cases have actually acquired EVs. Just in the name of sustainability. Just right. in the name of sustainability. Just to have a green plate and right. a, a green stamp on their forehead. <laughs> which Bragging is price. a horrible thing to do. I mean, if any of the listeners are considering buying EVs, again, if you are drive enough, right. go for it. If you don't, please do the maths. Right. Because it might very well be better for the environment. Even if your car is 10 year old, if you're just going to drive like 20, 30 kilometers on the weekend. Unless the rules f- force you to, you know. Right. Change, change your car. Like like, like it happened in your case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about that as well. Right. Okay. Yes, that is gonna be interesting. So since you are the one who was forced to sell your car, yeah, because so of the rules, yeah, it yeah. is only fair you talk about it. <laughs> so I guess it's fairly known that NGT rules have forced people who have cars, diesel cars that are older than ten years, to sell their cars. And petrol in, older than 15. In, in, in metropolitan cities. And in, in just Delhi. NCR. In, in NCR, yeah. And I guess in Mumbai as well? No, no, no. Okay. Mumbai Mumbai but, is full of beautiful classic cars. Anyway, I guess I guess it's going to be... You know, it, it is going to follow, I'm pretty right, sure, right. at so, some point. Because I know there are a couple of bunch of cities where you can't actually, you know, register these cars. Right, right. So, anyway, it's going to be, uh, you know, carried over to... Yeah, I, I mean, this is going to... But at least in up. NCR... If your diesel car was older than 10 years and petrol car that was older than 15 years, you had to sell your car. Now the Delhi government has come out and said that automatically your car will get deregistered. Deregistered, yeah. I, I think uh, the the uh, the transportation body in Noida already did this exercise once. I think in a uh, couple of Gurga, months ago. Gurga as well. Okay, yeah, okay. So anyway, yeah, but that's anyway, not what we're talking about. It's, it's kind of like... Anyway, if you're if you can't use your car after ten years, it's it's as good as being deregistered, no? Right, right. Oh, obviously, yeah. So, I mean, the only thing the, I mean, the, it, it sort of came as a surprise to me that the the Delhi government said that now that it will be deregistered. I mean, it is obviously if right. if it is invalid after ten years, it is is right. deregistered. And they, they just said that they will actually give NOCs to people after ten years, fifteen years, which is good. so <clears> the, the news is nothing new. As right. they they didn't come out with something new. Except for one detail. Right, yeah. So you can keep your diesel car, petrol car, whatever it is, for more than 10 or 15 years correspondingly, only if you convert it to an EV. Right, so it's not going to be diesel or petrol car then. Yeah, just... <laughs> I don't know even if there are conversion companies and somebody would go to the... That's, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about here. Okay. Uh, so first thing is... And we have seen EV conversions happening. In fact, on the last episode, we spoke about Ford selling the crate motors. Right. So obviously, people are doing this. Outside. And we have, even in India, actually, even in, in fact, Team BHP, we have read a couple of interesting threads. People did EV conversions in their own garages okay. on, on their old... Like I said, I wanted to actually make a electric motorcycle right yeah. right but the the thing is what what i actually wanted to talk about was like the an an ev that is coming from factory that way is engineered that way right 
the ev conversions that we have read and heard about so far are either one passion project by enthusiasts right like the most most of the ones that we have seen in india are are people who know their shit lot better than you and i right which means they can live with it which means they are making a conscious choice to live with it right. and they are willing to try it out and most of the ones that we the the, the prominent ones that we have heard about globally are either like performance projects or uh sort of retro mods of like sort of a way to keep classic cars right but i mean a mainstream diesel or petrol car being ev converted just to keep it on on the road can be a heck job at max right. because an ev that comes out of factory is engineered to be an ev it has got batteries in the floor i mean it is not as simple as the news and everyone around is making it to be it is not just to remove the diesel engine and put a motor there it is not that it's much more difficult it's not going to be even economically viable i guess again passion projects people will do it yes absolutely but uh, it's not economically viable because you'll still get nocs and you can sell the car outside uh, it doesn't make sense more importantly it is still going to be a piece of shit uh, i mean you irrespective of that but you you cannot i, I mean like suppose you have a uh, a proper suv like a fortuner or a endeavor are you or is any ev conversion company that comes up to to take this up are they gonna actually reengineer the whole car to integrate the batteries in the floor and do all of that and engineer it properly to be a proper ev anything else is a disaster on the road right anything else is gonna be a nightmare a safety disaster it's not gonna be the same right and and that's what concerns me about this like they're casting that they came up with this whole thing but yeah, I, mean, it, I don't it, know it's, it, it's it kind of feels very sketchy right feels very sketchy i mean like conversions what what, what are we even talking about right. and like the, the the cng conversion kits and all was an entirely different story right that was basically just the same engine and everything kept with powered by a different fuel right but this is next level sketchy like you cannot possibly expect a tiny i mean if workshops are capable of engineering a petrol or diesel car into uh, a proper ev before that i would expect workshops to do car and motorcycle maintenance Service properly, properly. <laughs> because right now when i get my motorcycle service i have to send a entire list and then do the leftover even if there are that. companies that come up like third party companies who are into conversions or whatever it's not going to be economically viable and it's never going to be yeah that is absolutely sense. true that's absolutely it's true. not like putting a cng you know kit into your car right right like right. a million times more difficult and more complicated right so yeah it's interesting the only interesting thing in the, that whole announcement news announcement Uh, I I don't know. Let's see how it goes. I I I really think this is just uh, gonna be nothing more than like news headlines. Mm. So anything else from the EV world you want to talk about? Uh, what about the Mercedes Level Three? That's not particularly EV world, but yeah. not EV, but mostly it's one of so yeah. Mercedes is I think the first one in the world. Yeah. because test like still in level 2 level 2 yeah, yeah. Uh, as much as they like to call it self driving and full self driving full self driving and all that shit that is still level 2 autonomous yeah. uh so mercedes is 
like officially approved for level 3 in germany in some spots some places right uh, it's again it's going to be a testing thing yeah uh, they're going to roll out in 2022 it's going to be in s class and the eqs as expected so yeah and so. i'm i'm still pretty sure uh, people are going to still talk about tesla and not yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying still they the, the hype is much lesser than what tesla does i, I don't think anyone Okay, in my circle in anyone in my social circle I'm except so you sorry know. because uh, i'm going to cut you in uh, did you read the whole thing uh, where elon musk in a typical fashion came out and dissed uh, Al- uh, apple's cleaning cloth 18 dollars and then launched a whistle a whistle <laughs> <laughs> i mean both are hilarious but yes how ironic is that like, like to to be to be fair the cloth was more hilarious than the whistle how so Clothes, it's a cloth that comes free with the with the every new pair of spectacles I order. A whistle, a fifty dollar whistle. You still have to buy a whistle. A a cleaning cloth of that kind comes free with your spectacles you buy. A cloth you can still use. What are you going to do with a whistle? A fifty dollar whistle. You whistle with a whistle. <laughs> you clean That's what you cloth. do with a whistle. <laughs> no, I'm just saying the cloth. You still buy. I I buy microfiber cloth, right? Not for eighteen dollars. I for, buy it for eighteen eighteen rupees, right? <laughs> right. Like I mean, I'm, I'm just seventy fourth, you know, times lesser than I, that. I, I'm I'm just saying that more often than not, when you need a microfiber cloth, you'll find one in your the case of spectacles or with your helmet visor, or with your motocross goggles. My entire thing was Elon Musk in his, you know. whatever he you know does Tigni- signature condescending he, fashion he, uh, the the pipe piper he is right right he he plays his pipe and all the tesla rates or whatever you call them they shout and it was sold in a couple of hours so that's the, the flame thrower was something that i was like pretty interested in right. it was <laughs> it was silly it was nice yeah everything else like tesla tequila you remember tesla tequila oh yes yes 300 dollar a bottle or tesla tequila Tesla tequila, right? Tesla tequila. Tesla tequila, whatever you call it. <laughs> the whistle, a fifty-dollar whistle that looks like the Cybertruck. I guess big everything. I, I, I ev- think they they will come up with everything that looks like a Cybertruck, but except not like the Cybertruck. Cybertruck. <laughs> uh, you remember, na? The the Hot Wheel uh, Cybertruck was yeah. delayed as well. <laughs> so yeah, the Cybertruck. They, they showcased. You remember they also showcased the Cyber Quad. Yes. Which they loaded on the Cybertruck. Ha! Huh. But uh, they also said that they will come up with a Cybercord at one some point of time. But they never delivered on it. Right. They actually came up with a kids version of it. Okay, and the adult version is not out yet. No. And just like the, the Cybertruck, you cannot ride either in Italy. <laughs> you can on the main road. No, quads are not road legal. Most quads are not road legal. Or if you have a big ranch. Yeah, that house. that's where you can. I'm just saying. Quads are not road legal. You cannot take it to the trail. You, yeah. You anyway, anyway, anyway. Anyway, huh? So, uh, so yeah, funny. But uh, see, that is the thing with uh, Elon Musk, and actually, that is the thing with a lot of. And again, on, on the outside, it feels like Elon Musk is doing a fucking brilliant job and all of that. We have read accounts. We have read stories of employees of people who have worked at SpaceX at right. Tesla. again top tier brilliant talent they attract but it is a shitty workplace right from everything we have read and the problem is we let assholes 
like this get away with their shitty behavior yeah, yeah. because hero worship no, because because the problem is they have made a narrative of like i'm putting you through shit because this is for a greater good greater cause right yeah Be- but that is not the case like your greater cause is basically your stock price <laughs> only if people got it through yeah uh, got it got it through them my brains yeah i mean it you cannot possibly justify in like irresponsible work condition poor treatment of employees by saying that it is for the greater good like you are doing better for the society i mean we are doing better for the society my my boss is absolute chill as fuck <laughs> i mean let, let's be honest like you you know the sheer number of people that die on indian roads because mm. of potholes right right we we are doing something about that but that doesn't give me a right to like act with one of my colleagues or my subordinates in a way that like that will be considered irresponsible employment i think your rant went into a different direction okay we were we are talking about level 3 i guess you are really sleep deprived <laughs> yes i i am very so much so we were talking about level 3 I, I i have been up for oh fuck I, i've been up for i've lost track of how many hours now anyway it doesn't matter i i woke up yesterday 9 am and you wanted to see the grand tour special i'm going to do that <laughs> i'm going to do that so even we if i'm sleep level 3 mercedes it's going to be interesting it's going to it still will be only in germany ah uh, okay and very selective places but it's an interesting development yes well, like a, a, a step forward for the whole space and environment. we were talking about uh, tesla cybertruck which is nobody knows when it's going to come out uh, if but it is going to but come out, yeah. it, somehow it has uh, created the trend of you know bringing in more electric suvs so toyota is the latest company that oh. has showcased a concept suv which is oh concept yeah concept yeah concept which basically looks like the classic land cruiser oh now j80 i guess right oh that looked beautiful yeah but this one uh, do you uh, actually are they cashing in on the bronco trend yeah the bronco trend yes and uh, do you do you realize that most of these electric suvs kind of look like lego kits <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Yes, Boxy yes. You're not Angular. wrong. You're not wrong at all. So even this one looks like a Lego kit of the original Land Cruiser J80, not the original right. J80. Right. Right. This is very crazy. Plus, man. plus one more, one more uh, thing I would like to add here. Uh, this uh, drag coefficient is a is a very deceiving number that they, these guys throw around. Okay. Like they, like a lot of I would say PR activity says that it's it's a proper SUV and all, and yet it has such low drag coefficient. Right. But the thing is that drag coefficient itself is is pretty. Uh, I would say like you cannot compare it directly because it is a percentage of the the frontal area. Right. If you're gonna create a gigantic car, you have more freedom there. Right. Right. And and yet they create these these boxes on wheels. Yeah. and and then they go on saying that like like we But I guess this trend is going to continue because uh last month during the launch of Porsche Taycan I was having this conversation with uh, the the engineering chief of Porsche India right so and I guess we have talked about sorry, this Sorry sorry I'm I'm surprised they have an engineering team in India they do <laughs> but that guy, they, I don't know but uh, the guy is brilliant very no, nice. no, I, i have absolutely no doubts about that i'm just saying what what functions do they serve here because 
like most of the car all of their cars I are will try to import. actually get him on the podcast if I can very nice guy and very well informed and he sh- could make for a very good guest so uh, the trend i was talking about have we have already discussed it that uh, the evs because of the batteries in the in the floor the death of sedans yeah so most most evs in future are going to be suvs crossovers right and uh, it's uh, a trend we are going to see and more I, 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 I think, like, I think uh, we can safely say uh, they are still going to drive better than the crossovers of today because of better weight distribution uh, yes so, and lower center of gravity right right uh, so that's what so yeah what else do we want to talk about before we actually move on to Since, the next year okay <laughs> a couple of things okay couple of things not one news and rest is what we are going to do next year okay, right. a little a little teaser right what we think we will do next year uh yeah at least our wish list because plus, because this plus propose that let's also move to our personal wish list <laughs> okay <laughs> Since this podcast is not just about cars, it's about transportation. Right. I am an aviation ent- enthusiast. <coughs> yeah, I, I, I know that. It was a sad day for me when I learned that the the last Airbus A380 was delivered yesterday oh. to Emirates. It's so sad that uh, oh, the A380 was not a particularly old model. It just came out. So, uh, work started back in 2000. Right, right. The first uh, A380 built took so, off in 2005. Five or seven. Five. So 15 years. The yeah, production I mean, line was. That's, that's not particularly long. Just if you compare it with 747, Boeing 747. Yes. It was there for 50 years. Right. The production line stayed uh, open for 50 years. A330. <laughs> A three thirty, A three twenty, it's still going on. Twenty, like yeah, the variations, but yeah, a production uh, cycle for an aircraft is generally beyond twenty, twenty five, twenty five, thirty years. Yeah. yeah, that's the bare minimum, and uh, there comes a com- and this is a flagship so product. Why, why is this an exception? Uh, uh, is there not enough demand for like those gigantic? No. So yes, so there is no demand for it. A three eighty came at a very bad time. right it right. was there to kind of replace take away the crown from 747 747 747 sorry huh. so 747 was at the end of its production production right. cycle or whatever you call it but all of a sudden uh, the demand for such gigantic planes just dried out yeah because now we have planes which are smaller smaller more efficient more range more range more efficient Right. Yeah. So the new GE uh, engines and uh, Rolls-Royce engines they're much more efficient than before, right? Right. So now you can rather than having a uh, aircraft with four engines, you can basically have two massive engines which are more efficient and you know go around the, across the globe. Right. Like 777 and and have more flexibility. And A350 because uh, like let's be honest the the carbon footprint for a smaller one is going to be less depending on occupancy. Right. Uh, I'm I'm just saying you you cannot ensure More than the carbon footprint, it was just because of efficiency. Like no, no, that, that's what I'm saying. The efficiency in terms of costs for the comp- right. uh, the the airlines, efficiency in terms of the carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you cannot ensure above eighty percent occupancy for a A three eighty all the time. You I, probably can do that for a smaller one. It's so odd that I uh, love the seven four seven, obviously, yeah. and uh, an A three eighty as well. Yeah, and I'm yet to board. either so okay uh, so uh, when when i i was living in bombay i i specifically used to book a, a specific air india flight that used to continue onwards to hong kong okay which was an a380 okay i okay. air india a380 yeah air india never had a a380 
Okay, no, sorry. You're saying seven for seven. Okay, okay, maybe I'm 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 not as good as you no, no, are no. in. So Air India never had A380. Uh, Air India had triple seven and seven eight seven. Dreamliner. Okay, sorry, sorry. Yes, I'm I'm talking about seven eight seven. I'm talking about seven eight seven. My bad, my bad. Yeah. I'm 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 I was wrong there. I was talking actually talking about seven eight seven. Yeah. So seven four seven right now India has uh, Air India has four aircrafts. Right. Out of those three are still in refurbishment. One is still flying somehow. I want to fly in one of those <laughs> just before it goes out of service everywhere. A three eighty is going to be around for a while. Three eighty. I mean they they are pretty recent. So obviously they are not. But not a lot of aircrafts out. have actually gone into you know uh, wreckage yards. They are being broken oh. down. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, pretty sad ending to a incredible aircraft. Right. I wanted to talk about it. I guess an none of our listeners episode. would be very interested into aviation, but <laughs> something worth talking about. That's why we placed it at the end. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this Spotify. Right. Interesting. The Spotify rap, <laughs> rap or whatever they call it, Spotify uh, recap or whatever, yeah. whatever whatever they called it. So very interesting facts, figures they threw at us. Yeah. And everybody else. A lot of them. Uh, I, I primarily would like to talk about the growth we saw this year. So, okay. so this year uh, we saw an almost forty percent increase in the number of subscribers we have nice. on Spotify. Nice. Which just is, Spotify. Yeah, just Spotify, obviously. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Spotify. Uh, and uh, about twenty-five percent increase in the uh, hours played on Spotify. and this is including the couple of months we were off spotify due to some technical issue right so i mean i would say and i've said it, said this in the past we are, we are actually doing better than we expected or predicted at all this yeah, is something we could not predict right yeah <laughs> just as, as i said it started as a joke but now it's a more elaborate joke right so so obviously we've got things uh planned better for uh, yeah, this the year, next like, year yeah so one thing which we did was we are uh, recording more often recording more often despite a couple of shit shows that happened this year including my visit to the hospital <laughs> and the lockdown and the lockdown the and, second, the, and second the second wave, wave which was bad. again yeah pretty ugly uh despite that we we try to maintain a, a more regular we tried to record on a phone call as well which was pretty odd yeah but eventually we we, we did a zoom one as well <laughs> We did a Zoom one as well, which which actually didn't turn out half bad. It right. was actually pretty decent. Uh, the next update we made was on our recording quality. Yeah, I I somehow uh, convinced my boss to pay for the the mic we are recording on. You did? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't pay for this. <laughs> should should not have said this on the on the podcast. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Okay. Uh, should not have disclosed this here. Okay. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> so uh, now I I still have money saved for when we get a guest and we'll have to buy uh, another mic. Another mic. Yeah. So I can spend the money on the guest mic and not our own mic. Right. 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 But see, I use it for work. I use it for work calls. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's not a very expensive mic, but still, free stuff is always good. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he offered so I was like okay, but I, I, something that I've noticed is our recording quality has gone up considerably after this right. mic. Right. So. And and uh, I think our our 
content also i mean uh, it, it's a more natural flow i think right. i think when we started off we were trying to uh, fit in a lot of shit in uh, in a 20 to 30 minute episode right we have given up on that right uh, because we realized people were not able to it was more monotonous more monotone more clinical yeah more clinical now we are just the way we are right sleep <laughs> deprived and tired and overworked drunk on water so yeah and for the next year we are hoping to continue we we are certainly going to continue a, a regular stream of episodes right hopefully try to get the frequency up a bit get more guests and uh, still work on uh, improving the quality recording quality yeah i mean we need to do some soundproofing here because there is right. still some echo i can hear right, right now right, right. Uh, and more importantly we are going to Uh, at least i plan on doing that uh, we're going to introduce some merchandise and we're going to start some giveaways for the people who subscribe to the newsletter right. and obviously the link for that is in the bio the so, the the response we have got from the audience is very nice and we need very to reward encouraging encouraging and uh, we need to reward our patrons yes uh, so that's why even we, if it is funny to us but we have some patrons who <laughs> <laughs> listen to us <laughs> Yeah, so so that's that's them. actually uh, rather surprising, and and that's why we thought. I mean, we were we were anyway planning to to uh, introduce uh, some merchandise, some even quirky merchandise, start, which we were planning for ourselves. Yeah, we were just planning to get get a whole bunch of uh, quirky T-shirts that are about EVs and that are about right. mobility and that are about motorcycling. So, so we thought, why not just introduce that for for you guys as well? So, like next year, we're gonna start off with that. We're gonna start off with giveaways for um, uh, a random subscriber for every uh, episode. Right. We'll have to decide on that, and uh, I'll be a little more social. So, funny tea is incoming, and be a little more social on social media platforms. Yes, yes, because our Instagram is still vacant. Twitter is still active. But okay. Instagram is vacant so I'm I'm going to try to be more uh, social. You uh, should try to be more social. At least manage some one of the social accounts. Do do something man. Okay. Uh, instead of just just showing up there do something a bit more. <laughs> okay. So yeah, tha- I guess that's about it for this episode. Uh, again a big shout out to Hub Hopper for giving us a brilliant platform to host our podcast for free. Yeah. And you can sub Sorry, you want to say something? No, no, nothing, nothing. I what I'm going to say is, uh, we will come back next year, 2022, somewhere in January. Somewhere end. mid Gen or Gen end, because Gen end. we have a ride or two planned. Yeah, so uh, we uh, should have some very good stories to share. Yes, so hopefully by the time we come back, we will have uh, more interesting stories to share. Uh, by the way, one more important thing that we missed. Do you want to give out the the plans for next week? Your plans for next week? yeah so not really uh, let's talk about it in the next next episode but it's going to be something about evs uh, evs and, and, and uh, actually owning the the experience well, of well, well, people got it yeah, <laughs> owning an ev in india let's not let's not give it away it's going to be pretty good yeah it's going to be interesting so i am an automotive journalist generally the cars the electric cars that i get to test as well they are in controlled environment let's say yeah. so we actually as a i can't actually test the car as a consumer right so let's let's see it's going so, to be interesting trying out a car like a as a customer so he he's got stuff planned for the next week and uh, onwards yeah so on the next episode next year you will hear about that first yeah. and much less of me talking which some of you might appreciate 
uh and that's about it have a great christmas a great new year hopefully the next year is going to be better than this 2021 and the and hopefully you can keep your resolutions that's not going to happen <laughs> <laughs> that never happens <laughs> right so yeah thanks a lot for listening uh goodbye and signing off for this year bye bye